today on The Breakdown. It's a hand from the Triton Super High Roller main event, day two. That's $130,000 buy-in. And it's not just to any guys. It's to Luminaries, Grant. It's Andrew Roble and Bryn Kenny. These guys play a very interesting hand. There's something really unusual that happens in the hand. Almost, you almost never see in, on TV or anything at all. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Nice, concise opening, just by, like we like them. <laughs> hey, at least my voice didn't crack, buddy. My voice didn't crack. No, not that didn't. time. No, I encourage the listeners to hit the 15-second rewind button and listen to that first sentence you say again. And judge for yourselves. That's all I'm going to say. I encourage the listeners to send Jonathan Levy a bag of dog poop. His address is online, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> you can find it. <laughs> you can Google me. Yeah, <laughs> you'll find it. Yeah, so go ahead and do that. And um, best dog poop wins. What do they win? I am not going to tell you. Cool. Hey, um, speaking of prizes and things like that, we got a pretty spectacular uh, image of me and George R. R. Martin holding lacrosse sticks, sitting in front of Central Perk. And uh, there is a prize going out. We've, it's yet to be sent, but a prize is going out, I think, tomorrow, actually, of the poker book that is looks like a deck of cards. Yeah. Whatever, whatever is in there, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if it's any good, but it looks interesting. And I'm going to pay the shipping on it. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember the guy's name? Uh, you know, I got it. I got it somewhere. Cool. Uh, I can't remember who it is though right now. Oh, great. That would have been a nice perk for him too. <laughs> yeah, no, but he, uh, he DM'd us the, uh, yeah. his address. So I definitely have it. Well, whoever it is, congratulations person. Yeah. You did a great job though. God, I, now I feel, now I feel like I should have known his name. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. I, I feel it. like you should have also. Well, do you know his name? No, because you were the one who brought up. I didn't know you're going to bring that up. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to bring it up either. I don't plan for these things. <laughs> okay. Fine. I don't know what I'm doing. That's obvious. I'm walking around. I'm looking around. That's me. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Walking around and looking around are good things. Thank you. Uh, I like both of those things. Especially when you're playing $130,000 buy-in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Bring Kenny and Andrew Robo. I've been around for a long time now. It's easy to think of them as the new wave of poker still because, you know, back in the day, there was such a clear distinction between the old school and the new school, and these guys fit into the new school at that time. Yeah. But at this point, they've been around for, you know, 10 plus years in, in the high roller circuit. Yeah, I wonder if there's... They probably aren't seen as old school. They're probably still seen as new-ish school, but I feel like there's another generation of players like the Mika Badzikowskis of the world who may look at these guys and think like, I don't play anything like those guys. Maybe, although I think part of the definition of the new school player was a willingness to adapt their game more than the old school player. So it's possible that the old new school players are playing more similarly to the young up-and-comers who are trying to shape the trends these days. I mean, what it comes down to is are the are people willing to keep working right? Yes. and studying? Some of them, the answer is yes. Some of them, the answer is no. Right. Of course. And the ones who say yes to that generally do a lot better. Yeah, they're going to last That's just longer. the way it is. Almost always. Yeah, Except so, for Phil Helmuth. Yeah, he still does okay. I mean, but he, he hasn't does. won a bracelet for, what, three years now? Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, it maybe maybe finally the game has passed him by. We've said that, but I, I've heard that said so many times about him that I don't know that it's reasonable to say that. I mean, I think it has passed him by, but I don't think it's passed him by anymore. Than it already, I mean, it already passed by by so much. Yeah, he's do, he's still doing something right, you know, where he ends up, you know, final tabling World Series events and things like that. Like it wasn't that long ago that he finished second for Player of the Year, right? I mean, I think that was three years ago. Yeah, and okay. I think he really hasn't done much since then. Okay, that's still amazing. That's still pretty good. It is, but I'm just saying it might be actually the time when he's no longer. I don't think so. I mean, you you see how soft all these fields are. Yeah, they're very soft. Yeah. 
Anyway, should we get to the hand? Okay. It's, it's a good hand. It's weird. Wait till you guys hear what happens on the river because I mean, that's really interesting stuff. Not to spoil it, but oh, something happens. It's something it, unusual. It creates such an interesting meta dynamic. And yeah. that's kind of like we enjoy talking about the game theory. We enjoy talking about the combinations and, and whether or not something's mathematically profitable based on our subjective assumptions. And those are all a big part of the show. But I think this is so much cooler than that. What, mm-hmm. What's about to happen here with the meta game? I agree. Um, so let's get to it. 10K big blind. We've got Bryn Kenny, who is plus one. He's got one million, so he's got 100 bigs. Yep. Maybe that's part of why he opens ace nine off plus one. I mean, it's kind of a baffling decision to me, but Bryn Kenny plays a lot of hands. It's Grant's least favorite hand in the entire world, ace nine off, and that's Bryn Kenny's playing it. Not true. Not true at all. It catches the most flack from you, that hand. How about that? It's only because on one episode of Poker Time, there Ooh. were multiple people limping with ace nine off. One episode? One episode. You know how many times on Poker Time you would stop? It usually was people were calling with Ace Off that you were so upset about, actually. That was the thing you'd really. I think get. it was a lot of limping. And well, you it was probably both. Honestly, it was, but it was, mo- it was throughout many, many episodes. But anyway, I don't know why we're, why I'm getting started. I don't know this. either why you did that. Anyway, it's taking an <laughs> aggressive action, which I prefer. Yes. It's better. But it seems like it shouldn't be in the plus one range because I think it's a full ring table here. If it's a full ring table, it seems like it's very unusual to see this in the plus one range for sure. I think most players would fold ace nine suited in this range yeah. if, they're, if they're plus one. Uh, so this seems very unusual. It points to me a few things. Number one, Kenny's playing a crazy amount of hands yes. from every position. Uh, number two, Kenny thinks he can get away with playing a crazy amount of hands, even as 130K buy-in. And he's Brent Kenny. I wouldn't put it past him to be right. Yeah. I mean, even though these players are going to be really good. But there must be some pretty soft spots in the field, too. Yeah, right. I imagine there's some high rollers. So maybe that maybe that's part of it. Maybe he thinks like he can open ace nine and some of these like whale type guys are going to call with any ace and stuff like that. And then he can just have them in bad shape. You're reaching. Yep. You really are. It's really hard to come up with anything that, that explains this. Anyway, he makes it 22K at 5K, 10K. Yeah. Uh, smaller sizing than a lot of the top guys are using these days. But maybe because he plays so many hands, he feels like he needs to keep the sizing small. To, to mitigate yeah. his variance a little yeah, bit. Yeah, probably. Um, by the way, this hand was suggested by Ben Page. I forgot to say that. Ah, Ben Page. Yes, the uh, Washington Post reporter from the movie The Post, in fact. just sounds like, He just sounds like a journalist. I just feel like that's because his name is Page. That's like two on the nose, man. This is what I said last time we talked about this. It's this two is a, on the nose. We talk about Ben Page constantly, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, when I said last time, I don't mean last time on the podcast. No, I mean, no, constantly. I mean, yes, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, when we were... Anyway, what Ben did was he used Twitter. We are at two poker guys, the number two poker guys. He inserted a YouTube link right into that tweet. Nice. That's what you do. You got to insert he, uh, one. He timestamped it, uh, which you can do by right-clicking on the scrubber on YouTube which is like the bar that shows you how far you are into the... Actually, you can do it by right-clicking on any part of the video. Oh, that's, I guess that's Im- true. It says like embed with, at this time. Right. So you can, you can do it that way, or you can just tell us what time the hand starts if you don't yeah. feel like this newfangled technology is for you. Yeah, I noticed we use the word timestamp a lot. I'm glad we're explaining it a little more because yeah. I feel like I would be lost if I didn't, you know, if I wasn't in the world of YouTube and all that. So I'm glad we're... Hopefully we can do that more. For anyway. The people. For the people. Maybe Ben suggested this hand just so I would have to pronounce this next guy's name because we do have a third player in Mm. the hand. Okay. Uh, All right. He's going to call. Good. He's got 360K, so he's got 36 points. I thought you were going to tell us how many letters he has in his name there. He's got... It's not the amount of letters. It's the arrangement of them that's really Okay. I mean, it's a lot of letters. There's quite a few letters. He's on the button. He's got queen jack off, queen of hearts, jack of spades. He does call. I imagine that is based on him knowing that Brink Kenny's range is expansive because mm-hmm. against a tight player or even a normal player with a plus one range, queen jack off for 36 blind seems like a dumping. Easy hand fold. Yeah. On the button. Yeah. What? Uh, so what's this guy's name? 
Kiss a sicka glue. Okay. Kiss a sicka glue. Let's go. K I S A C I K O G L U. I'm glad you told us that he didn't have a lot of letters in his last name. So I know you didn't actually do that. I'm just love picking on you. So, okay. So kiss a sicka glue decides to flat queen Jack here. And like we're saying, it must be just because he's like, wow, Bryn Kenny's playing every hand in the world. I get to play a reasonable hand on the button against him. This can't be bad. Yep. And Andrew Roble makes a similar decision in the small blind. He is 350K for 35 blinds. Oh, he's in the small blind, not the yeah. big blind. Small blind. Oh. And he calls Queen Jack off also. Queen wow. Club's Jack of Hearts. I mean, that's a little bit... That makes a little more sense now that there's a button caller. Yeah. And you figure, like, the big blind's going to come along a lot, too. So this is much more reasonable. Yeah. But you don't have position, which sucks. It is a little cheaper than it is for most people, That's though. true. You got the 5K in there. Yeah, it's only 17K. You're getting a great price. It's a reasonable hand. And Kenny's opening everything. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. Um, the big blind, in fact, folds, ruining all of Andrew Robles' plans for getting priced in, you know. But it does help his equity a little He's bit. He's so sad, though. Yeah. You can just tell. Look at that guy. Always sad. I mean, his name is R-O-B-L, Roble. <laughs> what kind of a name is that? He, uh, he looks to me a little bit like a young Marlon Brando. That is what Gabe Kaplan always used to say. And oh, he yeah. just copied him. Yeah. No, no. I actually remember young Marlon Brando from uh, On the Waterfront and... Uh, the movie about the crazy woman, Stella, Stella, whatever that movie was. Yeah, that movie. And uh, he looks just like him. Anyway, go on. A Streetcar Named Desire? Yes. So, Good job. Was, so maybe Gabe Kaplan was saying that. Maybe I put that in my head somewhere, but like, I see it. I get it. All right. Fair enough. I don't really think I have a good image of young Marlon Brando in my head. To, here's here's to how in. you do it. Think of Andrew Roble. Okay. Black and white him. All right. You got it. Oh, okay. Less With like hair. a hat? Less hair, yeah. Hat and like... Bigger build, stronger guy. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. That's your whole thing. All right. Sounds good. Let's go to the flop. Okay. There's 83K in the pot heading to the flop. Flop is ace of spades, king of hearts, deuce of clubs, rainbow. So this means that both Roble and kiss of sick of glue. It's kind of fun to say, actually. Right, we're doing great with it. Um, they both have gut shots to Broadway, but not really deep enough stacks to do anything with that. How and deep is Roble? 35 blinds to start okay. the hand. Yeah. Uh, and Bryn Kenny has top wow. pair with a reasonable kicker. You know, it does being having only 35 blinds does make it a little more questionable to make that call in the small blind. Yeah. But okay. But I guess fine. He did it. I don't know what to say. Anyway, it checks around and yes. let's talk about that because Robles check is pretty standard. He's almost yes. always going to check there. Like, He's going to check. He has there. no range advantage on that board. Um, and Kenny, now he checks and this is something that's interesting and not necessarily standard. What do you think about it? I'm surprised. Um, I would think Kenny specifically is probably getting three bet all the time by hands like ace Jack, like almost always, I would think. Um, even if he isn't the only hands that are reasonably beating him are like ace Jack and ace 10, right? That might be a reason to check because he, he would imagine that if he's beat a lot of the time, he would have been three bet preflop and a lot of the hands that would have just flat can't call. So he has to hope that his opponent's bluff. I mean, he needs uh, Kiss a Sick of Glue to have a suited ace on the button, right? No, or to bluff. Or to bluff, sure. But yeah. like a suited ace on the button will do it. Maybe, maybe he also thinks those guys really can't have suited aces with their, uh, with their stacks. Yeah, maybe. So now they don't really have any worse aces. Yep. So now what, what are we hoping to have happen? We're like hoping we can hope to get called by a king once, but yeah. we can do that later. I think he's hoping to keep Kiss a Sick of Glue's bluffs alive on the flop right now. Like yeah. he could bluff now and Robles bluffs on the turn. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's checking here. Yeah. There's always problems with this, but sure. One problem is we can get blown off the hand down the road. Another problem is they can catch up, but, but it's not unreasonable to do this. Yeah. I kind of like it actually. 
especially if we have this image thing going on where we're going to get three bet all the time if if they have almost any of the better aces. You I mean, know, here's the, here's my only concern about it is for checking this hand. That means we're probably checking like a lot of kings, probably checking most of our aces as well, and then. I'm just not sure. I bet I'm, I would guess we're betting a lot of our misses. So yeah. I'm worried about us being way out of balance as Bryn Kenny for checking. Maybe we're not checking all these aces that I'm saying and all these Kings. Maybe we're checking some of them and, and betting some of them too. Maybe. I mean, his aces might go down to ace two suited. So maybe, oh, yeah. he, maybe he's checking his like ace eight pluses and betting his ace X lowers than that. I mean, maybe, but why would you, how does that, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, seems like a strange route. Why would you pick? Would you you'd rather bet the better ones than the worst I, ones? I would think. I don't think Bryn Kenny is balanced. I don't think okay. that's part of his game. Right. I think he's trying to exploit the situation. Yes. And he believes in this particular situation, and I t- tend to agree with him. It's going to be hard for him to get any action if he bets based um, on his opponent's sure. preflop ranges and their stack sizes. I mean, and when Bryn Kenny checks, it looks like he's got one of a few things. It looks like he has like tens, jacks, queens, or king, queen, king, jack hand, like that mostly, right? Yeah. Or maybe like maybe. top set sometimes, you know? Sure. And or ace do suited. Yeah. I would I would actually expect him to bet. If I was sitting in one of these other guys' shoes, I'd expect him to be betting ace nine mostly. But but I but I think he could have some really bad aces here. Yeah. And since he's opening everything, but but when he checks, like I don't think he has very many, you know, total air balls because this is good for his range. So it's actually not that hard to range him, I think, to well, a mo- to mostly medium strength. I don't hands. know if we can really say that. It's about Bryn Kenny. He's like one of the trickier players out there. Okay, but I think I just did it. I don't know if you did, though. <laughs> I mean, you said it. I don't know if you proved it in any way. Like, I mean, of course, he can have top set or something like that, but I would th- I, you, you think he's checking ace-king and ace-queen and ace-jack I don't know. He checked ace-nine. Also... I don't know if you're, if we think he's really not balanced, I don't know if that makes him one of the trickier players out there or not. He's obviously tricky at times. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I'd be concerned about this as a, from a strategic point of view. So you think he's betting all like of his Robo. misses and checking all of his hits. You think Bryn Kenny is that simplistic? Well, based on what we, we had la- what you really strongly said about ACE nine, it seems like that's probably what he'd be doing, right? What did I really strongly say? You said like ACE nine is, um, if you bet, you're going to get called by all these worst things. And oh, sorry, sorry, I, I, that's not what you said. You said ace nine. The, the concern is that although there are no hands that are really better than yours, or very few that are better than yours, you almost always have the best hand. So you want to check and let these guys give these guys a chance to bluff because you're worried they don't really have much, right? Yeah. But if we have like, what was the third card? A six, deuce, a deuce. So if we have like six, seven suited here, and we're bring Kenny, I mean, aren't we just betting this? I got to believe we're almost always betting this. I think so. So we're betting like. So we're betting most of our most of our no equity misses because um, this board's so good for that. But if we're checking ace nine, I'm just worried that we're checking all our medium strength aces and kings and stuff like that, and it just doesn't leave us with very much to bet. That's all. I wonder if Kenny thinks Robo is like suited ace heavy in the small blind as part of his flatting. Thirty five blinds. Yeah. I mean, it was relatively cheap. There are anties, I assume, we're on day two. Yeah. Maybe maybe he could have like ace wheel. Right. Yeah. But then we could bet if he's got an ace in there. Right. Why does he need to bet? We could bet. We could bet twice and get called potentially. Okay. Let's let's back up for a okay. second because I think we're getting too stuck in like the frequency game, which I know you're always thinking about now. Yes. I so am. let's forget about that for a second. Okay. Let's try our best to forget about that and say what in like get in Brink Kenny's head. What's his intention? Why did he do it instead right. of like is it good? Is it bad? What's going right. on? Why did he do it? Um, I'm pretty sure it's what you said. Right. Like okay. that he's trying to bluff catch right now. Um, and he's got a hand where he doesn't want to get blown off it. So he's checking, right? It's easier to, it's easier to pot control and bluff catch 
with a hand like this than yeah. anything else. That's why I'm guessing he, he did it. Yeah. Right. And he can induce by checking also. Sure. Right. But I feel like on this board, it's just relatively transparent that he doesn't have like when he checks, he doesn't have a lot of misses and he doesn't have a lot of very strong hands very often. I mean, so that seems, that seems like, range him. that seems like what is going on, but yeah, it's, it's hard not to give him more credit than that because of his extreme success at the highest levels. Maybe it's that he maneuvers other ways better <laughs> in yeah. other spots, you know, maybe like he's opening ace nine off also, you know, he's doing things that are, um, unusual. Yeah, that's for sure. So I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what's going on here. I think it's weird. I think it's weird. And I, and I, I agree. He's obviously had a lot of success. He's one of the top ranked players in the world. GPI wise, as we are doing this show, it's like in the top 50 for sure. And he's been that many years, you know, he's got all the accolades and deservedly so. Still, I wonder what the hell is going on right now. And I think it's at least fair to ask the question. Yeah, it's fair. I think uh, I think he just believes that exploit works better here and that his opponents have so many misses that he has to check to try to get something out of it. Okay, I, I came up with something. Okay. Maybe the guy on the button, because I don't remember his name anymore. Kiss a sick of glue. Kiss a sick of glue. Maybe he is a whale. Oh, maybe. Maybe he has no idea what's going on. And Robo can see this perfectly, but but Kenny's like Robo doesn't matter. I'm trying to get this other guy's chips. That's true. I've like never... Robo is going to be able to play really well against me. Whatever I do, that makes sense, right? Yeah, I've never heard of this guy, so it's possible he's just a whale, right? So I'm just talking about like if everyone's really good, this feels like what are you doing, Brian yeah. Kenny? Unless he's now there could be other times when he's balancing in this spot too, you know, by not always checking these types of hands. But even it makes a lot more sense if Kisasikalu is a whale, and we have no idea who this guy is, so he really could be. He could. Okay, that's that's one answer. Another answer yeah. that's possible is that he's balancing in a different way than what you're saying. Rather mm-hmm. than hand strength, he's choosing like the suit of his ace or something like that, like or the suit of the ace that flops. Like if it's the same color as his suit, he checks it, and if it's a different color the, than his suit, he bets it, and that's how he balances his aces because he has so many aces in his range mm-hmm. because he's opening them all. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe. I mean, it really could be, this sort of goes back to that. I was sort of saying it's something similar, which is like maybe sometimes in these spots, he's betting all his medium strength hands and sometimes he's not. Yeah. And he has his ways of determining that, whatever they may be. And so it's hard to figure him out then if he's doing that. And actually that's kind of great. I know. I like that actually. If like, so it's like when he checks, well, sometimes I know he, he bets King queen here and sometimes he checks ace right. nine and in both of the, and like, I don't know how he determines that, you know, that seems a lot more reasonable than just assuming that Bryn Kenny is this like crazy readable guy. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's probably something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it might not be exactly that, but something like that. Yeah. That, that, that makes me feel better to, yeah. to figure out what is a possibility. Yeah. I like that. And I like the thing about the guy being a whale. Both of those could be in play or one of them could be in play. Right. Anyway, he doesn't get his wish because the glue decides to check. Yeah. Which, by the way, he's got a very possible... It's not unreasonable to bet here. Unless Kisses Sikaglu is saying there's like, well, obviously, Kenny's got a showdownable hand. Yeah. If, which, he, <laughs> if he does think Bryn Kenny's as transparent as your initial thoughts on it were then that would be a reason to check for sure. I mean, most players, let's say we're going to the World Series in a few weeks, right? Most players in a World Series event who are like good players, I'm putting quotes around it, but like good players, um, legit guys who know what they're doing, when they check here, they've got a showdownable hand, right? Like in the World Series, like in a If they're Bryn Kenny's spot, you mean? Yeah, I'm not saying Bryn, that Bryn Kenny's the world, not that yeah. good, but like guys who are like, you know, clearly successful, clearly like, you know, size well, you know, do a lot of things. Like when they check here, they just always have a show, medium show, strength showdownable hand. Like yeah. pretty much always. Yeah. Doesn't mean Bryn Kenny does. I, I'll, I'll grant you that. But so maybe Kisses Sikalu is just like, well, I know what that means. 
Like, I don't have to be that good to know, like, this is a check. Like, I can't, like, I'm not going to get you to fold right now. I'd have to go three barrels to get you to fold. Right. One pair of hand, which you clearly have, Bryn Kenny. Would you, uh, so do you still believe Bryn Kenny's betting all of his misses? Um, I would guess he's betting most of them, but I don't, I don't, obviously I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Like, but I would guess he is. Do you think he's supposed to? Um, that's a fair question. Um, probably not. If he's going to check all this medium strength stuff so much, he probably isn't. But on this board, it just seems like such a slam dunk. Take the pot spot. You know, he's got such a range advantage on these guys. True. He has both, both top, top set, middle set and top two. And no one else does. He's got ace queen and it's possible the other guys don't even have it because he's opening so much. They would just always three bet with 36 blinds against him. You know? Yeah. Like the best hand these guys show up with is like deuces. They can have, they can have bottom set and then it's like ace Jack is the next possible best hand. He's crushing them range wise. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't he bet all his misses? Cause you love balance so much and he wants to impress you. Well, well that would be impressive. Yeah. Sort of. I just want him to balance differently than, than checking all his misses, but whatever. I think he's bet, I think he's supposed to bet most of his misses anyway, and I I'm, I can't imagine he would disagree with that. No, but what do I know? I've never met the guy. Nothing, you know, nothing. That hurts, but you know, the truth hurts. It's fine. Anyway, they all check, Jonathan. They all did it. Yeah, the thing that I like about the checking here is that it's also a thing you can do on nitrogen sports poker. You're allowed to check when you play poker there. It's, yeah, it makes kind of a cool noise if you have the volume on too. Oh yeah, you gotta have the volume on for that. It's yeah. it's un, do not miss it. It's like the end credits in a Marvel movie. You have to wait for the sound of the check. Yeah, nitrogen is uh, well known for its sound effects, but also for the ease of use, Jonathan. It's oh. very easy, especially if you use the link in the description of this podcast, which you much must do when you sign up for nitrogen, or else you won't be able to see our sweet, sweet monthly tournament you won't be able to play it either no and you know what makes it cool is that it's sweet sweet yeah it's like a sweet potato but sweeter (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) i do know what you're saying because the thing that of course makes it so sweet is the super low buy-in it's 0.1 millibits that's like a dollar and uh the very impressive you know guaranteed purse which is 100 millibits that's like a thousand dollars guess what we usually get 70 players i.e there's like 70 dollars that should be in the pot and said there's a thousand it's, it's ridiculous free money. it's honestly ridiculous that they keep doing it it's, yep they're gonna keep doing it guys i'm telling you you got you just every time you don't play you're just basically setting your car on fire setting some part of your car on fire yeah like the wheel yeah just like, i mean a, a relatively inexpensive part admittedly because cars yeah. can be priced unless you have an old car but like you know maybe the rear view mirror it's like just taking a crowbar to your rear view mirror every time yeah why are you doing that you shouldn't do that. Especially if it has like the electronics in it where you can open your garage and stuff. You don't want to do that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a huge mistake. Now, usually Grant and I play in this tournament as well. We're probably not going to play at the end of June because we're going to be at the World Series and hopefully playing some big tournaments there. Yeah. You never know. It's possible we will be able to play that as well. We don't know what our schedule is going to be like exactly. But besides that, we do play in this tournament. So you get an opportunity to play with the poker guys, beat the poker guys, take the money of the poker guys and nitrogen sports poker. Good luck taking our money. Come on, John. Yeah, I'm just trying You're to get kidding, right. You got to set goals for these people. Yeah, you got to <laughs> set goals. Anyway. Anyway, get, get in there, get you some Use poker. the link. Yeah. Let's go to the turn. Yes. We got ace, king, deuce, rainbow flop. We got ace, nine for Bryn Kenny, queen, jack for Roble, and kiss a sick of glue. Uh, the turn is the four of spades. It never changes anything except people can pick up flush draws. It is the second spade, and the other spade is the ace. Kiss a sick of glue could have made a set of fours, but yes. He could have. So could Roble. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Kenny probably can't have, but maybe he can. We could have all made a set of fours. I think Kenny's the least likely, but... Okay. Anyway, 
Robel checks again. They're all pretty unlikely to have a set of fours here, though, right? 35 blinds, 36 blinds, and another gun plus one and checking the flop. But go on. Robel checks again. Yes. Bryn Kenny is going to start betting now. Seems like you have to. Let's try, get two streets. Try to get value from a king or maybe a pocket pair that doesn't believe you, something like that. Yeah. He bets small. He bets 31K into 83K. I mean, so, it looks... If I thought... If I was playing against Bryn Kenny, I'd think he had King Jack here a lot, right? And if I had an ace, I would call. Of course, I would have called on the flop anyway, but sure. Yeah. Because it's like a glue folds. He could float there with Queen Jack. He could, but he's got a guy behind him and, you know... Yeah, good good point. Well, well, well like, analyzed. Well, it looks you like Bryn Kenny has a king, so we could float and then try and move him off his king on the river, which might work and might not. We only have four outs to improve in any way if Kenny actually does have a king. It's not great. Anyway, so. Robel decides to call, which is interesting because he's out of position. This seems worse than Kisisikoglu calling to me. Well, this may speak to... Robles stance on Bryn Kenny may be different than yours as far as his flop range when he checks because yeah. Robles has to believe Queen has good sometimes. That's to call a really here. he can't just call for the gut shot. Really good point. Robles che- Robles calling here out of position for this much means he thinks Queen Queen Jack is good sometimes for sure. Yeah, it is the nut no pair. So he thinks Kenny is checking his misses at least enough of the time that in this line that he can call here. Now, yep. what, he's getting a pretty good price on the call, Yeah, right? I mean, it's 31K into 83K, so he's, yeah, he's getting a very good price. It's not... I mean, it's three to one. It's not amazing. It's not right? gut shot worthy. Not even close. No. Not even sort of close. No, not even close. So he has to believe Queen High is good sometimes. He's got to believe a Queen or a Jack is good a lot. And maybe he thinks, yeah, Kenny's got something like nines and tens and stuff like that, and he's checking his pocket pairs because they're medium strength. I don't know. Or maybe he just believes that Kenny's checking a decent amount of his misses. And then when Kenny sees that Kizikoglu glue checks behind and Robo checks again on the turn, he feels safe betting. It's possible. Robo doesn't think queen Jack high is good, but that a queen is good. A Jack is good. And a 10 is good. And that may, and he thinks maybe the price is enough to work with. Maybe, but, but he'd also have to believe queen Jack high was good a little bit. But yeah. Then he needs Kenny to essentially shut down on the river also, which is, I don't know how likely that's asking a lot. I mean, he could hear the river too. If he has a yeah, read or you're something. Right. He could decide to hear the river. I mean, he has his reasons, and I, I, they have to include Queen Jack is good sometimes here, or else it's a bad call. I agree. I agree. And, you know, Andrew Robel knows what he's doing. He, he might be wrong. He, Queen Jack might never be good, but maybe he plays the way Kenny plays sometimes and checks nothing on the flop there. Wouldn't this play better, though, as a raise than a call mostly out of position? Would he really check twice with a raisable hand here that often? It's, like, pretty fishy. Yeah, but if we think it's we're good here, it's hard for Kenny to... Like, is Kenny really going to make a big play at us when we only have 35 blinds and we're, we're check raising the turn? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's hoping for certain river cards that he can bluff on as well. Like if a spade comes, he could bluff. I mean, as Andrew Robo, we could have, maybe we could have ace four suited. I don't know if we could really have it. We could, we could have pocket force and have made a set and decide to check. Yeah. I don't know. There's not a lot. This is already a slightly weird hand, and it's yeah. going to get weirder. It's going to get a lot weirder. We yeah. haven't gotten to the cool part that we teased earlier. It's going to be like, get like Suicide Squad finale. Why is the model dancing like that? Weird. Yeah, I definitely didn't watch that movie. Yeah, it's weird. 
It's like, why is she doing that? Why do you watch all the bad superhero movies? You know they're bad before you see them. I'm not talking about the ones that are like well acclaimed, but I still think they're bad. I'm talking about the actually bad. No, I knew that one was going to be bad. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to the theater to see it. I saw it like for free. Why? You have time. I'm curious. I want to see see how many hours before you die, Lovey. I want to see how they do it. You want to spend your time watching Suicide Squad? I want to see Margot watching Robbie. Justice League. You watch Justice League. I, I that's different. I hate watch Justice League with a friend. That's completely different. Yeah, that's that's like uh, the like the fake thing that you're doing. You hate watched it. Come on, man. You wanted to watch it. And you're no, like, oh, I we're gonna not. hate watch it. No, 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 no. I had it. No, no. The only way we could watch it was to decide we were gonna hate watch it and like stop it every so often and make fun of it and like talk about the all the huge mistakes and the things that didn't work about it. Otherwise, there was no way I was gonna watch that movie. Okay. What's the next really bad movie you're going to see? That's a great question. It has superheroes in it. Let me think. Well, it's hard to know because I don't know what really bad movie. Which, which one's going to be really bad? You know, yeah. that's the thing. What's the next DC movie? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe my first thought. Such a fall from grace from the the Christopher Nolan Batman's. Man. Yeah, those were good. I know. Those anyway, really this is a poker podcast, so let's get back to it. Okay, got 145k in the pot. We got Rubble with Queen Jack for the gut shot. Ace King Deuce Four flop or board uh Bryn Kenny with ace nine off nobody has a flush draw there are two spades I mean I'm just gonna say this before we get to the river yeah if these guys were named Jim Bill and Bill Jim we'd be crushing them for basically every decision they've made so far I know and I'm just I'm just acknowledging that I know and I'm glad you acknowledge that every time we're in a spot like this but my answer is always the same and I know yeah, you, you think the I same like I do they've earned the credit uh, yeah no yeah. There, there's there's a lot going on here instead of like nothing but like bill jim opens a sign off we're killing him plus one yeah uh jim bill calls queen jack from the small blind with 35 blinds we're already like Wah. yep then like it checks through like really okay i guess you could check a sign but that's questionable and then on the turn you're gonna call out a position with the gutter and unders to the king are you that's just bad you know oh, i know so i'm just saying that's what we would be saying i just want to acknowledge it for everyone that is all but i agree with you that we think there's more going on here and these guys yeah. as you said have absolutely earned that benefit of the doubt they have now let's see what happens on this river because something crazy is going to happen. Holy bananas. You would think it's almost impossible for something that crazy to happen with the stacks and all that, but something crazy happens. All right. So the first thing that happens is wonderful for Andrew Robel. He makes the nuts. Ten. Ten, of, ten of clubs comes. It's not even a spade. It's Think. just the, the nuts. Yeah. So that's nice because if it's a spade, Kenny absolutely could have spades based on how he played the hand. Now, before we get to the crazy thing, we have to talk about bring Kenny's decision to bet because he does bet. Yeah. Do you think that's a good idea? I do. Okay. To get called by. To get called by worse aces, kings, other weird heroes, because clearly we have an, an image such that Queen High just called us. Yeah. Okay. That That is an excellent point. However, what kings do we think are in Robles' range? Uh, Like King Jack suited type kings. Okay. King, maybe King 10 suited, maybe King Queen suited. That's King about 10 it. just got there. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So King Jack suited, King Queen suited is all I really got. That maybe, maybe King Queen off can be in there. I mean, he obviously has it off suit. He has queen jack off here. So yeah, I guess so. But we, I don't know if we know that or not. Um, I don't know either, but I think we're supposed to bet. Like we bet very little on the turn after checking Robo shown no strength at any point. We have a very good hand for the situation. Like Robo probably would have bet ace jack or ace 10 on the turn anyway. Right? Like when it checks through on the yeah. flop, like how do we not bet this? Yeah. We have to try and get value from our hand, man. I agree. And it, it does look more like Robo has a king than anything else. That's yeah. kind of what it looks like. And remember, we were just talking about Robo potentially heroing with queen high. Yeah. So we should be betting a hand as good as ace nine, which is, except for our super strong hands that we're slow playing near the very top of our range. Yeah. The problem is he did call with queen jack off, but he's not going to call with any queen nines here, right? 
Queen nine? No, like he wouldn't call. I don't believe he would have called the turn with Queen nine or preflop, probably. Right. Yeah. So Queen ten maybe suited. And maybe then he heroes with queen 10, but it's suited. not so much about just the queen highs. It's like pocket fives pocket, you know, like a bunch of pocket pairs can call us if queen high is going to consider calling us. That's yeah. all. I think we're just forced to bet when it checks to us. And like, we just have to get more value from top pair than one street. It just, it just seems like it's negligent not to try <laughs> negligent. Yeah. That seems a bit extreme. Anyway, Kenny does bet. I think he's mostly targeting Kings. I think that yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah. He bet 69,000 into 145,000. Robo, okay. of course, has the nuts, is feeling very happy. Yeah. Um, so here is where the craziness happens. Yeah. This is amazing. So this is a, like many of the high rollers these days, they have a 30-second shot clock, but they are given time extensions. Robo, who notoriously tanks forever all yeah, the time. that's right. Like, these time extension things are probably ruining a lot of Robo's EV, on it, mm. like, because he always tanks for so long. Yeah. He throws in a time extension chip. He's doing the I'm fake tanking spot. Yeah. Maybe he's thinking about if he should raise all in or not. Yeah. He's thinking, should I move? He has 299 total. So he's thinking like, is it too much to move all in over 69 or not? I it, think he should just move. Yeah. It. I think, I think it's pretty clear, actually. Yeah. I, I think he's just faking it. I think you're right. Like making it 150 looks super strong to or yep. 170. I mean, might as well go for all of it. I think he is just faking it. He throws in the time exchange extension chip, which apparently looks a little bit like one of the five K chips. Yeah. I mean, they're small and round. That's for sure. And Bryn Kenny announces ACE <laughs> because he <laughs> thinks rubble just called. Yeah. It looks like a call. So let's, let's recap that. Yeah. Andrew rubble did not call. He put in a time extension chip. Bryn Kenny thought it was a playing tournament chip. I will say the way rubble throws it and it does look like the way a lot of people would call with one chip. But yeah. I don't think he's angling. I no. think it's just very unlucky for everybody. For, no. For Kenny, I guess. Right. Yeah. And uh, Robo, or Robo is like, no, no, it's a time extension. And Kenny immediately is like, oh. And he starts kind of laughing. Yeah, it's laughs. like such a weird spot. He's like, now now I'm screwed. He's like, now I'm not going to get called by Kings. Maybe if, maybe if he has a... I need him to have like Ace-8 now for him to consider calling, right? Like this sucks. Well, the thing that really sucks is, of course, Rubble's going to raise. It would yeah. be illegal for him not to. And that puts a whole new spin on the race. Yeah, this is an why entirely new spin is on the race now that he has announced his hand. Yeah. So Rubble, after taking a few more seconds, he takes some time to like as if he's thinking like, OK, how what's the best way to manipulate the situation? And he moves all in. Yeah. And now the bluffs are so much more than they were before. Like yeah. King Queen has to move in if it's going to continue. Yeah, it, of course. Like, it's not like Kenny's lying when he says ace. Unless There's, he's super angling and he knew it was a time extension ship. That would have been amazing yeah. if he had like top set and he said ace here. Yeah. You know? That would have been or king. I just you would say king if you were angling, right? You yeah. say a worse hand, not a better hand, probably. Right. But whatever. That would have been incredible. But it's hard for him to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He has to like at, right because he said it immediately when the chip fell in. Like he has to have have that move in his head before the tournament starts, you know? Yeah, there's no way he's doing that. Also, no. he would never do that to Andrew Robel because that's that's bad blood that you don't want to create. Like yeah. Because you're you see each other all the time and that that will get out to all the other that players. Would be a pretty, you're friends with all these guys. That'd be a pretty dirty but pretty awesome angle. It would be amazing and I, I would love to try and pull that off at some point in my life. <laughs> However, we know that's not what's happening. Yeah. This is an insane situation that we've never seen before on the breakdown. And I don't know if we've ever seen it before in televised poker. Um, the closest I've gotten to ever seeing it in any form, and this is not the same, but I saw a guy, this was in a tournament I played. I think I may have even told this story once before where it was the river and a guy who was pretty aggressive takes his card protector, a little chip that's his card protector off his cards and throws that in the middle. 
And the other guy says, that's an all in and I call. <laughs> well, the other guy is obviously wrong. Yeah. Then, of course, the, the first dude check folded when the, the other guy you know, moved in after that's an all in. And I call Is that the dumbest thing you've ever you heard. Just call it whatever he wants to. Apparently call. that's an all in, not even, not even like a, a min bet. It's an all in. Was it at least a bounty tournament where the bounty no. chip is all in? No. So there's no situation where throwing one chip in and saying never be an, an all in, in. Right. ever, ever. Yeah. It's a completely ridiculous move. I don't know why he would do it. All he did was keep his mouth shut. I think the other guy was like being funny or something like it was unbelievable. Well, I don't know what the other guy's doing either. Well, the other guys, you know, being ridiculous too, but whatever, it's clearly not an all in. You can't say, by the way, even if you say, you could say, is that, what is that? Is that an all in? You could ask that. You can't say, and I call now the guy's going to play perfectly against you. Yeah. It was clear, by the way, the old guy was not angling past trying to make sure that the the first two was all in, right? He said it's such in what world did he think that was going to work? I, you know, I believe me, he fought for it too. Like he called the floor over, explained the whole thing. How did he really, explain to the floor that that was all in? I, you know, I, I think would, he said, I, I think he said something like the way the guy threw it in, he threw it in this way. And that was his car protector. So that like represents everything. And like, it's a bounty chip. He just kept sort of like pretending it was like a bounty chip when it clearly wasn't. And, and really fought for a while. Wow. Which is of course, so I'm sitting there just like, like these are minutes I'll never get back. You know, like my life is going to, at some point my life will end in these minutes. I, I don't have uh, that's not how you should think. I mean, that's an amazing situation and an no, amazing story. Of course it was fun. That's like that. Those are valuable minutes. You no, earned no, no. a lot in those minutes. No, it was amazing. Yeah, watch. it's true. Anyway, anyway, so that's the only thing I've even seen close to this in my mind, you know, right. or, this is so weird. Okay. So ultimately after a little bit more time, Robo moves in yeah, for a two ninety nine K and this would be a pretty easy fold for Kenny. Most of the time without that situation. That's fair. Yeah. Like Robles not usually going to put his tournament on the line for a bluff here where he's going to have a lot of bluff catching hands mm-hmm. where right when he now he has turn. no bluff catching hands because he right. knows what Kenny has. He is. Yeah. So right. his bluffs are basically like all of the bad suited aces that he might have and worse. Yeah. Which usually he would never turn a king into a bluff. He'd just call or fold. But obviously he has to turn a king into a bluff if he wants to continue in the hand. Right. If he decides not to fold it, he knows he can't call with it. Yeah. So all those all those bluff catching hands either get folded or get freaking bluffed. Yeah. So it's crazy how that changes the the scale, the ratio of bluffs to value here. It's right? such a beautiful spot for Rubble because yeah. no matter no matter how you calculate it out, I think it always makes it so there's more bluffs in Rubble's range than normal. I don't see how I don't see how there's always more, right? Yeah. Because it's all the normal bluffs plus whatever else is out there. I guess no. Now that maybe that's not true. Maybe there's certain bluffs you might decide not to even try because you know he's got top pair instead of like a slightly worse hand. Yeah. But Robo is good enough and knows that he's deep enough that he has full equity against top pair. Now we can add a couple value combos that wouldn't be there. Also, two pair of hands. Uh, king ten. King ten. If somehow Robo played Ace Queen this way, yeah, maybe even Ace Jack. You might decide like it's too good. I have to move in with Ace Jack here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Ace Jack because you're like you're like I'm free rolling it at worst. Yeah, that's right. Boy, that would be super sweet to move in with Ace Jack here, right? Yeah. Oh, sounds so good. Anyway, all right. So how should we? Think about this as, as Bryn Kenny. I mean, I think it's what you just said. We have to know that there are more bluffs than there otherwise would be because everything that was a bluff catcher now is never calling. It's either folded or some of them have got to move into the bluff range, right? At least some of them. Right. 
And now we have to, and this is why I think it's really tough because thinking of Robles line, it's like, what is the value? It's really hard to come up with. Like he has turned a set of fours or he has, he doesn't really have ace Jack. He, could he have King 10 and check the turn again? He could, but he'd usually bet it, right? He'd usually bet King 10 on the turn, but I could, I could see him checking. King he 10. could decide to check it. Yeah. But like, it's thin. It's really hard to come up with stuff. Set of fours would often bet the turn too, right? Set of fours is just like all those things are betting not to get called by Bryn Kenny even yeah. to get called by the other guy. Right. Like and Queen Jack's not really a big thing in our mind here. No, not at all. Cause Robles not really supposed to have Queen Jack as we try so to this talk is, about. This is honestly super unlucky for Bryn Kenny because yeah. not only does the situation suck because Robles has the nuts when this has happened, but it's also super hard to think of traditional value hands for Robles has played. I'll say this. I think it's a call because of what we just of all yeah. this. I really like, even at the time I was just like, now he's all the blood. Now he's all these extra bluffs. We just have to call the value stays the same, but the bluffs go way, way value almost stays the same. Maybe it slightly goes up. Like we're like ace Jack can move in. Yeah. King 10 can move in. Uh, any two pair can move in. Obviously ace Jack plus can move in. So that's, there's a little bit more value there, but not a lot. Yeah. But boy, the bluffs should explode. I think even without the ace announcement, it would be, at least a marginal spot. Like it's hard to imagine value even without the ACE announcement. It's like, what story are you telling buddy? And now did you have like, you have to almost like, do you have like queen 10? No, it doesn't make any sense really. But like queen 10, you decide to call the turn with the gutter and queen high, which it turns out he could. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we could really put him on that. You, you river to 10. Now you think it's not good enough. It's like so hard to come up with anything that makes sense that you can have. That's a bluff. Right. Yeah. You think it's not good enough. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. Yeah. I was, I was thinking of value. Oh, okay. I'm just trying I'm to think like, up. even with, the, I was just saying like, even oh. without the ACE announcement, what's value to think has. of value, right? That would play it this oh. way. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm ultimately agreeing with you. I'm saying like, because I can't think of value. I went back to bluffs. You're right. Okay. I'm just like, as Brent Kenny, I'm like, I can't come up with any value that makes any sense. So I'm back to, well, the what, thing what is like value thing? and right. bluffs both don't make sense traditionally with the line, but yes. with the ACE announcement, bluffs make sense immediately. Yeah, of course. Like, and for, I think you have to call. Because of that, but at the same point, Robo knows that, right? Like, I mean, that's you could the play this game forever. Robo knows that. That's, that's this is what I'm talking about. How this is a meta game that could just be never ending yep. here. Like, it's crazy. Absolutely. I think you just have to call. Like, I would call. Go, go back to level one. And, I would call because the meta game, as you said, is endless. So you might as well go to level one and be like, "Well, there's a ton more bluff combos now. I guess I have to call." Yeah. And he still I has mean, plenty of chips, by the way. He's still gonna have 650k if he calls. That's good. And as Kenny, I could say like, Robo now might be turning a bad ace into a bluff. Yeah. And I, I just can't allow that to happen. Right. I just can't. And probably from the mind of Bryn Kenny, it's even more of a call because he's such an exploitative player. He's like, you can't exploit me because of the situation. I'm not going to let that happen. The thing that sort of sucks too is the way Robo threw the chip out, the look on his face. He often has this look, this sort of like intense look. Yeah. That's the way a lot of people look when they throw one chip out to call. Yeah. Like that's sort of like, I'm calling, you know, I'm right. only throwing one chip out there. I mean, I see that look on people's faces all the time and it's the I'm calling look with one chip. Yeah. But it turns out Robo was just has that face, you know, Marlon Brando, bro. And, uh, and I, I think it really makes it very hard to fold this hand. I think so too. So weird. So freaking weird. Well, bring Kenny calls. Yeah. And I think it's the right play. I think there's a lot of questionable play along the way, but from both players that we either don't understand or is actually just bad. I'm yeah, not sure. It's possible. We're just like glossing over a lot of it because Andrew Robles says to himself, well, Bryn Kenny can have a lot of stuff, so I can just do anything I want basically. Yeah. Which is, you know, maybe, I don't know if you could do anything 
but it worked out really well this time. It worked out really. He got the full double where he probably never would have had that situation not occurred on the river. It would have been much, much less likely for sure. Yeah. What a crazy hand. Stella! Stella! Yeah, good point.